in a world crying out for a top 10 show. John Roca and Matt Nost are here to bring you the top 10. Take it away, boys. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Topic Thunder. Here from the Top Ten show, I am John Roca. Uh, I am Matt Nost. It's another fun week here on Topic Thunder. The fans have been sending in fantastic, just absolutely great questions and topics. Yes, uh, they have. One or two. Every show, where you're like, man, that was a good one. And it's mm-hmm. not the others. It just, you know, you appreciate when you've been asked something different, new, makes you kind of look at things through a different prism. It's kind of cool. Absolutely agree with you. Yeah, they've been so incredible, and I can't wait to get into the questions. And just to let you all know, we never read the questions ahead of time. We never know what questions you're going to ask us. And so for us, you are legitimately getting our reaction to the questions in real time as we read them, and then our answers in real time as well. Sometimes we'll have to Google something. Sometimes we'll have to look something up. But that's part of answering the questions right off the bat, uh, you know, totally impromptu uh, and what have you. And uh, I will apologize ahead of time. We're recording this on the day that – my Liverpool finally won the Premier League title. It's been 30 years waiting for it to happen, so I'm all decked out, and I probably won't take this off for two weeks to let you know the truth. Thank you very much, Matt. So uh, it's been worth it, and uh, I, I can't wait to answer these questions. So let's jump into it. I think I went first last time. Do you want to go first this time? Um, sure. Yeah. So this is from Nancy Mallory. It says, hi, John and Matt. I recently watched The Last Days of American Crime on Netflix, which I believe the worst movie of the year so far. <laughs> I hoped it would be a fun, bad movie instead of a bad, bad movie. Uh, Olivier, was that Megaton? Sure. Needs to stop making movies. It has 0% critic score on Rotten Tomatoes, but was the top watch film on Netflix during its first weekend. Wow. Your thoughts on this movie and what other Netflix movies left a bad impression? Nancy Mountain. Mm, interesting. Uh, Olivier Megaton. I think he's one of those like knockoff uh, uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme people that came around around the same time right after he did. Yeah, he's in Transporter. He's a director of Transporter 3. He's done Taken 3, which was terrible. Taken 2, which was terrible. Yeah. Colum- Colombiana, if I remember that with... Uh, uh, Saldana. Uh, yeah, Zoe Saldana. Um, Red Siren, so... I don't. I don't. I obviously. I don't think the guy is a fantastic director. Looking at his most recent track record, so I echo your points, Nancy. Um, but if people are willing to pay him, uh, he's willing to work and he's willing to make his films, whether they suck or not. And I firmly believe that terrible directors think they're making a great movie, and when they watch their yeah. movie, most of the times they think they've made a great movie or a good movie, and they're perplexed. Uh, that people don't like their movie or think that people just don't get it, just don't get it, what they're trying to do. It's great when you look at his, on Rotten Tomatoes, his filmography. So the first one rated is Transporter 3, 39%. Then Columbiana, next three years later, 28%. Then take 22%. It just, he's gone down every time. Then 13% and then zero. Uh, (laughs) So that's not good because usually with a bad director, it's either, it's like highs and lows or... They make one that's in the 50s, 60s, and then everything else is dog shit. Right. Uh, this guy's only made, although I haven't seen all of this. I have no, 
thank God you haven't. Have you seen Last Days of American Crime? I know, nor would I. I don't, I don't trust this guy as a director at all. I, I remember we went to see uh, Taken 3 in the theater, and we were thinking, well, Taken 2 was not good, but maybe they are, you know, because they were bringing in Maggie Grace, this was going to be a different kind of uh, situation. And it was uh, halfway through, the audience there at the Arclight started laughing at the movie. Like, not in a comedy way, not in an enjoyable way. They were laughing at the stupidity of the film, and in that way, we went from fans who were kind of looking at each other like, what the fuck is this shit, to fans who were just cracking up at the movie and yeah. making fun of it. So in that way, we all came together to uh, uh, l- shoot out comment, And people were commenting all through the last half of that movie at the Arclight, which is rarely done, uh, just yeah. trying to have the funniest zinger in the room. Yeah, no, Arclight is predominantly a non-talking theater, which is kind of nice. That's the beauty of... You know, online, if we didn't have to say there was no reviews or something, I'm sure I've watched, I would have watched tons of bad crap mm. on Netflix. But I can go look it up and figure out if I want to spend my time because there's just so much content that I don't see the point in wasting it on something that everybody agrees is just a shit. Utter shit. And then, unless yeah. one of those, it's so bad you have to see it. Right, right. But I haven't stumbled across one of those yet, I don't think, on Netflix. Well, like Artemis Fowl just dropped and it got universally destroyed uh, by critics. Uh, and I didn't want to watch it. I didn't want to do a review for the channel because I was like, I don't want to put myself through it. And then I see Dan Merle had 124,000 views on his review. And I'm like, oh, maybe I should have done a review to get a few thousand on a hit. But I don't know. Like you said, Matt, I don't know if I want to put myself through a bad movie. There's so many great ones or good, potentially good ones that I still haven't watched that I'd rather spend my time doing than watching a crappy film. Yeah, yeah, I just, there's no point. I'll go back and rewatch something before I watch something that's a director that I have to go and look up their filmography. Mm. It's, it's starring, you know, Michael Pitt and then the guy from uh, Gianni Versace, the assassination of Gianni Versace. Oh, yeah. Edgar Ramirez. Yeah. Yes. So I like Ramirez a lot. Yeah. It's hit and miss for me personally. Yep. Uh, so it's not, it's not like it's a huge draw to get me in there anyway. Right, right. Uh, are there any on Netflix that you've watched that aren't good that you thought might be good? No? Okay. I don't think right. so, no. Okay. Fair enough. All right. Thank you, Nancy, for that question. Very cool. Uh, let me move on to the next one. Fredtastic314 says, Hey, Matt and John, with these mentally draining times, I have a sports question for you, too. What is your emotionally uplifting moment in any sports movie? Gladiator movies included. One of my favorite moments is from Best of the Best when James Earl Jones tells Philip Reed, after the USA team just lost the tournament, you won that match. Don't ever forget that. It's one of those lines that helps me su- helps me see success even within defeat. Thanks for taking my email, and thanks for the wonderful entertainment you two provide. It really helps Fred C. Uh, all right, Matt, do you have any emotionally uplifting moments uh, in a sports movie? Well, that's what they're designed for. Right. So you got to think, what are what are some of your all-time favorites, you know? Yeah. I think I have a specific singular one. Okay. Um, you know, Rocky Four, that final fight. Oh, yeah. yeah. There, that's beyond a moment. <laughs> uh, so for you. Know, oh, there's, that's the only Rocky that I like. Uh, right. There are scenes within uh, uh, freaking uh, White Men Can't Jump. Okay. I would, I would say to extend the gladiator. When when uh, William Wallace screams freedom, oh wow! Okay, 
Uh, still makes the hairs on the back of my neck stick, uh, stick out. Okay. Uh, what do you got? I, I would have to say, uh, certainly when Adrian wakes up out of the coma and looks at Rocky and says, I want you to do me a favor. Well, that win. Win. Like when she says that second win, you're like, oh, hell yeah. I'm running through walls now. And so it's that kind of uh, the way they've built up their relationship and her questioning of him of whether he should be a boxer. It's her finally accepting that, look, I've chosen this man to spend my life with. So I have to respect what makes him a man. You know, he has that moment early in the film. He says, I've never asked you to stop being a woman. Don't ask me to stop being a man. Right. And she had to understand this. She had to come around and accept that about Rocky because Rocky, he needed boxing like he needed air to breathe. And so that sure. moment is fantastic. I think I love the moment in Hoosiers, not when they win the match. Uh, sorry, the, 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 the game, not when he says, I'll make it. I love that moment when they all get together and put hands and, and Hackman says, I love you guys. That is an yeah. awesome, awesome moment. Um, uh, I think Cinderella man, when he finally gets the job done, um, I think that moment is pretty uplifting. Yeah. I don't know what else comes to mind necessarily. I mean, Certainly, honestly, yeah. throw a dart in a sports movie and you mm. find one. Yeah, true, true. Uh, miracle at the end of that. Oh, yeah. Actually, actually that's a really good one, yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. and I don't give a shit about hockey, by and large. That's the Olympics or something, you know. Uh, but I don't watch I don't have anything against the game. It's just, you know, right. there's so much time in a given day. Yeah, yeah. Hell, I'll throw Major League in there, man. That ending when he slides home safe yeah. to win the game and that big ump is like, safe, safe. It's, uh, it's a great moment because everyone is just losing their freaking mind. Uh, so, yeah, absolutely. It's sad there's not one for football. Yeah, right? Like longest yard doesn't get you excited. Not even Rudy though it's for us. So everybody listening is like, what are you talking Rudy? Okay, that's <laughs> nope. But we, we mean good sports movies uh, where the protagonist is actually a protagonist and you like them. That's that's what I'm looking for. It's uh, call me crazy, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a fair it's a fair point. I'm not going to argue that. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, because you've got what longest yard, <clears throat> uh, North Dallas forty, and then last Boy Sunday, Scout, last Boy Scout. Sunday, yeah. Um, yeah, there's nothing uplifting necessarily. I would say not really the program. Yeah, yeah. Uh, even in, even Invincible doesn't necessarily have a uh, uplifting sports moment in that yeah. movie. So yeah, yeah, I agree nothing that. else. Um, all right, what do we got next? Uh, well, I uh, thank you, Fantastic. Thank you, Fantastic. This one is from uh, Johanna Linaverta. Yeah, and it says, "Hello there, Matt and John. Hope you are staying safe and doing well." This question is more for Matt since he is more of a basketball fanatic out of the two of you but john get the out of here i come on i'm a bigger basketball fan that is a bunch of bullshit that is a bunch of bullshit just because you can quote stats doesn't make you a bigger fan than me that's ridiculous anyway go ahead go ahead okay i you know (laughs) what one change would you like to see in the nba to small or big whether it's amount of games related or salary cap, doesn't matter. And John, since you were wondering last time, I'm a male, so he works just fine. <laughs> uh, best regards, your favorite Finn, Johanna. Nice, nice. Um, All right, Matt, Mr. Basketball. Even You read it, I, you answer it. I think, well, usually, okay. I think that I just devote more of my time to, to learning more and more and more about basketball. Mm. 
thereby just I don't I don't take it away to follow all these other sports just kind of casually. I'd rather spend that time following basketball when more about it or the history or whatever else is. I look those stats because I spend my free time looking up and learning those stats. You do. Uh, if there was a schmo down amongst us for basketball trivia, trust me, I, I'll have my own founding fathers and we'll call <laughs> fuck you fathers and we'll be the all-time champion. It won't even matter. It won't I even would matter. absolutely take you on in that. I would absolutely take you on in that. Sure. Um, anyway, go well, ahead. Yeah. Well, um, you know, something simple to legislate out is baiting for a shooting foul. Oh, yeah. If you do an unnatural shooting motion, which you have to define. Yeah. But they have done it on the leg kickout. Mm-hmm. And guys still kind of get away with it. And there are other times. Uh, I would say that will make it like like flopping. First one, you get a warning, then it's 5,000, 10, 15, 20, 25, and it stops at 30. And I think it just occurs at 30 after that. And then the playoffs, it's like uh, 5, 10, 15, and then you can get suspended. So I think that's a little excessive uh, just because it's going to come up more often than a flop would. But uh, that in the step back, like mm-hmm. determining what is and is not an actual official basketball move. Because sometimes I think it's it falls in the gray area and it's fine. And then other times it's like, dude, you traveled. You established a pivot foot and you had stopped your motion and then you jumped off of your pivot foot and moved your yeah. feet twice. Just like, I'm sorry, that's a, that's a fucking travel. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that drives me nuts. What would you change? Well, I mean, to improve it, which means there has to be something better you can do with the league right now. And the league is really absolutely fantastic. This is some of the best basketball we've ever seen, in my opinion, in the history of basketball. Like it's more, way more of a team oriented game than it's ever been. And even though LeBron won that title against the Warriors the way he did, if he didn't have a damn good uh, Kyrie Irvin and a damn good Kevin Love there through that run. There's no way he wins that title again, uh, as we saw the year after and the year before. And you look mm-hmm. at Kevin Durant, what he's able to do with these guys. So it's a it's an interesting question. I think the I, I like what you said. Um, you might even uh, institute that five pointer line that they've been talking about. You know, at the at the mm-hmm. uh, halfway line. You know, where you shoot that that allows for more offense allows for more drama, whatever, what have you. Uh, people won't just throw it up and, and wish it goes in. They'll actually aim and shoot and try to actually make the five-pointer. So you just never know in that kind of a situation. So, I mean, that's a minor way of improving it. I don't know about, you, about free agency or collective bargaining as strongly as much as I did before. So I don't know if there's things that need to be improved outside of the actual play of the game. Um, but... That's the kind of thing. I mean, other than legislating out like so many timeouts, that's a possibility. So the games go quicker. I wouldn't mind that. Um, yeah, I, I think all the changes they've made over the last few years have been really great. You know, going taking that first round and increasing it back up to seven games has been fun. Um, yeah, I see. I missed the five game. You do? I do. Because, I like it. Well, it just gives a hell of an advantage to whoever the higher seat is, which is fine. It's yeah. Earn that right, but at the same time, never going to get a Nuggets over Sonics first round upset type. Or was it Nuggets? Yeah, Mavericks. it was. I think was it Sonics? That when the Mavericks lost. Yeah, when Dikembe beat him. When Dikembe uh-huh. beat him, it was the Sonics. I was yeah. on the ground, and he's yeah. you know he's crying Holding the, the ball. basketball. Not That's that I remember because I'm only second best. But yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, 
can we can do this, man. We can do this, man. We have zero pro- I have zero problem with that. Uh, now we just need to get someone to write all the questions. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Do all the work. <laughs> games, the rounds. I'm sure we have to agree on the rounds. Uh, that's fine. That's fine. Whoever wants to take on that Herculean. Yeah. It'd uh, be a six-month haggle. Yeah. You'll be Sisyphus, and you'll be pushing that boulder up. That's true. A long time. Enjoy. And the 70s and 80s count. So just of so course. we're clear. Just yeah, so no, clear. let's go back all, right. all time. Oh, okay. All basketball. Uh, I have read Bill Simmons' book. I've watched every single basketball documentary that's ever been there. I've read well, articles from The Ringer for years, from ESPN, Page 2, Graylin. I used to read everything. Go ahead. Exactly. But you notice you used the past tense there. Yeah. Over the last couple of years, I'm not going to – yeah. But I also play eight teams in fantasy, so I'm very aware of the players on every team – and I'm constantly monitoring that, but you're right. I don't go as in depth as I used to in years past. So fair enough. Uh, I will I will exceed that point or whatever it is that point. Cede that point to you. Um, what about uh, forcing? Not forcing. How can you say this correctly? What about requiring teams to interview female candidates for coaching positions? Not maybe not necessarily head coaching, but certainly assistant coach what have you, yeah. like mandate that like they do with uh, minority hires there in the NFL and uh, kind of hold the team's feet to the fire to make sure that they do actually legitimately interview these people and legitimately consider these people uh, for positions in their organizations. Because it's certainly way past time, I believe, for a woman to be a head coach in the NBA. Well, I wouldn't say way past because there's weren't like, I think uh, the game, the, the women's game has grown now to where there's, generations growing up coaching so they've got the established basically they went through their 50s 60s and 70s to build up to where the game kind of really matured mm-hmm. beyond because uh, now there's all kinds of numbers and analytics and yeah internationally scout etc 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 so but the nba is more progressive on this already i think instituting a rule they don't really need it as long as there's enough force from like the players yeah they, they want more head coaches of minority descent, and they're going to get it, but they don't need to put in a rule. I just think teams – the NBA already progressively moves down that direction quicker than all the other leagues. Yeah. So this is going to propel or accelerate it a little bit more. And, yeah, I think those changes are coming quick. The female in football, that's so far away. Baseball, yeah. that's so far away. Yeah. Uh, well, well, I mean, the San Francisco 49ers, they have that uh... – Defensive assistant. She's she was in that commercial before the Super Bowl, uh, where she talked about it. You know, being a coach for uh, guys and doesn't want to be seen as a female coach. Wants to be seen as a coach, and so it is incrementally happening. But I just watched this documentary on the women of USC a couple of weeks ago. That's on HBO. Fantastic doc. And you see Cheryl Swoops, and you see, uh, uh, you know, uh, Cheryl Miller, or you see um, all those players that were at USC in the eighties who came out yeah. and were so incredibly powerful. And you're like, we're watching and you're watching the highlight. You're like, no, these ladies could ball even back then. You've oh, seen sure. UC- UConn in the 90, late nineties with Rebecca Lobo and all those people there. And then eventually Sue Bird and all the, you know, Tarasi, like you see. So mm-hmm. to me, I, that's why I mean, we're way past time. I think women have been playing fantastic basketball for like two decades yeah. now and to understand the team, the team aspect of it. So like coaching Becky Hammonds, she's certainly in the mix here and all these, other coaches. She's coach the game. 
Yeah, yeah, right, right. Pop wasn't there. It's, and I think she may have interviewed with Detroit for something. Yeah, hopefully not the head coaching. Yeah, I think if, if it was going to happen before now, go at yeah. some. Oh, yeah, Summit is a great choice, too. Yeah, Absolutely. She's passed, and she never wanted to right. leave the Lady Vols, but she easily could have switched over to a men's program in college yep. years yep. ago had she wanted to, and I don't think she did. Because mm-hmm. uh, she built up a juggernaut, and that was her legacy, and it makes all the sense in the world. Right. It's just tough, because then the other biggest is Ariema, and that yeah. Like, the per- yeah, so, I mean, yeah. I think it's it's coming. It's down yeah. the uh, but it's just not going to be here more than likely, you know, eh, maybe, maybe Becky Hammond will get a shot yeah. uh, next, you know, cycle. I it's think it's time, man. Over, but yeah. Uh, we'll see. Well, good question, you, Honda. Thank you very yeah. much for sending that in. Thank you, our favorite Finn. Thank you so much. Uh, all right, our next You're one here? is from Sean Labua. Sean Labua. Um, hey, Matt John. I'd love to hear you guys' thoughts on who are your favorite actors slash actresses that suddenly disappeared from Hollywood. For example, I was thinking the other day about how much I used to love Matthew Lillard and Brendan Fraser, but I haven't really seen them in anything high profile in years. Who are y'all's favorite fell off the face of the earth actors? Uh, Matt. Um, well, Matthew Lillard was never really an A-lister. Hmm. Uh, but Brendan right. Fraser was. It's not yeah. like it's Matthew Lillard. I like him a lot, actually. Yep. Um, even in terrible movies like Wing Commander, I still think he's the best thing. <laughs> uh, and I like SLC Punk a lot, and he was good in uh, – but he's basically good in all kinds of different stuff. Um, I would say someone on the level of, like, Brendan Fraser, uh, Eric Bana, gone. Hmm. And as, as I've brought up before, Fastbender is on that – that you know trajectory right now unfortunately mm-hmm. uh female wise let's see i don't know i can't think of a female actress who yeah. consistently good is a bankable that's gone away yeah i mean look at um <clears throat> you look at matthew Lillard. you're right he was never really a list it was just doing shaggy and really yeah. that's not that cast wasn't necessarily full of incredible actors when you look at Sarah yeah. Michelle Gellar, Freddie Prince Jr. I mean, Linda Carlini's a damn good actor. She keeps working and doing her thing. Um, but it wasn't an A-list movie necessarily. Yeah. Um, but you look at uh, Brendan Fraser. Yes, he's not in the big high-profile stuff, but uh, he just did that TV series, I think, about um, the same uh, subject about the people getting yeah. the, the rich guy yeah. in the 70s uh, having his son kidnapped. kidnapped. No, yeah, yeah, it was his grandson. Yeah, grandson. Uh, he's he, huh? Was that Hurst? No. Uh, no, it was someone else. Um, oh, son of a gun! Yeah, because yeah, so, Hurst was where isn't that where Stockholm syndrome comes from? Right, 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 right. Um, Trust. That was the name of the series. Trust. And he played. Yeah, it was played the richest it. man in the world. Was the other movie made on it? Right, it's John Paul Getty the Third. That's who it there was. Yeah, that's right. Because the but uh, but uh, Frazier's been in Doom Patrol. Uh, two seasons, second season just dropped as we're talking on DC Universe. So he is around. He's just not doing high profile stuff for sure necessarily in feature film wise, right? But he is absolutely around and still working. He's got a new show coming called The Professionals or Professionals rather. Uh, that's a new TV series that he's got coming out as well. So 
He's still working, but yes, A-list wise, he has absolutely disappeared. Another yeah. one you can talk about is Rick Moranis. He took, you know, Rick Moranis is one of my favorites who was doing so many fun films that you enjoy. And then he yeah. he he purposely that was my choice though. That's what I'm saying. Well, she didn't say choice or not choice, just said disappeared. Suddenly disappeared from Hollywood. So okay. yeah, it's true. It's true. Yeah. You're right. But I was thinking just, fell off the face of the earth, like through no fault of their own. Oh, well, fair. Uh, I just think Rick with uh, what he'd done, but you know, he's yeah. slowly starting to hint that he might come back. The honey, I shrunk the kids uh, rumor, the rela- the uh, remake. There's rumors that uh, he might be coming back to do something with that. I don't know. Um, we, we just did Nicholson. He hasn't done something in 10 years, right? Yeah. Connery retired. Hackman retired. Um, Gene you Wilder call- retired too early. Yes, yes, yes. He could absolutely. have easily worked it until his later years, but he chose not to. Um, uh, Renee Zellweger is another one, right, Matt? I mean, she's still somewhat around, but like she yeah, was but- on a hell of a run. And then Judy brought her back. Judy, yes, she did win the Oscar. You're yeah. right about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that'll give her, she'll have a second. Like Hillary Swank doesn't really do much movies that I see anymore. Yeah. Swank is uh, a fair point. Movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. God, who else? I think everybody else at that level is still churning out work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know I'm missing someone. Uh, yeah, I mean Phoebe Cates. I mean she just boom. Um, she was doing, uh, you know, she'd done that Fast Time with Richmond High. She had a couple of movies, and then she got married to Kevin Klein, and poof, just disappeared and went and became a wife. So yeah. it's not it's not always by choice. Sometimes I mean, sorry, it's not always just like you know nobody's giving you uh, movies anymore. Sometimes it's it's by choice. I mean, Michael Bean's another one, right, Matt? I mean, Michael Bean, Terminator, Abyss, uh, and a couple other ones uh, that people loved, and then poof, he's yeah. off doing a freaking TV series or straight to DVD movies. Charlie Sheen, even though Charlie Sheen's somewhat around still as a person, no one's yeah, giving but- him acting roles. He didn't disappear. He imploded. <laughs> That's fair too. So absolutely, it's not exactly, it's not exactly the same. Um, <laughs> you want to do one more? Yeah, yeah, one more. Uh, let's do it. Uh, wow, Nancy Mallory got two in this. Oh, year. or should we yeah. skip her and save her for the next one and go to someone new? What do you think? Uh, it doesn't matter to me. Okay, I, I've already clicked it to open it. Okay, all right, do it. If, it says, hi, John and Matt. The Expendables film series are fun bubblegum movies to watch because it pays homage to the cheesy 80s and 90s action movies or homage, if you prefer. I, I remember that it was announced back many years ago that there were plans for a female version of the series called The Expendabellas with Robert Luketic directing. There hasn't been much talk about that movie, which seems to be in development hell. Should it ever come close to being a reality, who would you choose to direct and who would mm. you cast in the main roles? Nancy Mallory. Wow. For on the show. Interesting. Um, I mean, you cast Linda Hamilton in the Schwarzenegger role. Sure. Uh, you know uh, Michelle Rodriguez is going to get one of them. Uh, sure. Michelle Rodriguez has to be a consideration. Yeah. You do a Sigourney Weaver? Yeah. Maybe Sigourney Weaver plays the Bruce Willis role. Uh, um. Angelina Jolie has done action. Jolie, Jolie could play the Stallone role where she's picking everybody up and bringing them okay. into this. I know Ronda Rousey was in the Expendables, but you could move her over. Gina Carano 
could be a part of this as well, uh, especially after her success with the Mandalorian. She's back in people's purview, so to speak. Um, yeah. I mean, you got to this budget somewhere, so sure. Right. Zoe Saldana. Uh, sure. With, uh, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy and all of that. Uh, I don't know if she'd be willing to do it because she's an A-lister. And uh, that, but I mean, there's great, some great 80s act. I mean, Cynthia Rothrock, who was a great 80s martial arts uh, female action star, that's a possibility. Do you get Brigitte Nielsen, man? Do you get Brigitte Nielsen? She showed up in Creed, too. Okay. You know who would be good in the, was it Hannibal from A Team type of role? Oh, yeah. Who? Kate Blanchett. Oh, yeah. Did you see her like putting the whole plane together, chomping on a cigar? Yep. Like flying the, the helicopter, dropping them in. <laughs> Doing all the non, you got to carry a big gun. So the brain's yeah. in operation. Yeah, yeah. Do you get Do you get Uma? I mean, Uma's not, you want to talk about people not doing much. Uma hasn't been doing much. True. Um, Who do you want Kate, to direct? Who directs? I think you, get, you can get Patty Jenkins. Should be a nice okay. choice. Michelle McLaren is a possibility as well. Um yeah. Are there uh, I mean oh, oh no you get uh Catherine Bigelow. Of course, you got to get Bigelow for God's sakes. You think so? She seems so serious that this needs cuz Patty Jenkins can do a little bit of both. Yeah. You know what I mean? She can ma- marry the two. I we haven't really seen Bigelow do that. Isn't Point Break like half that film is a joke? So Yeah, I mean, but that was 25 years ago and since mm-hmm. then the Hurt Locker, Zero Dark Thirty, like it's all been super serious. Okay. Maybe she could. I don't know. I think Jenkins was closer to the mark. Yeah, I like Jenkins. Uh, What about uh, oh, uh, Kate Beckinsale? Beckinsale would be interesting on this thing, don't you think? I mean, for you, yes. (laughs) You love Underworld. I do love those stupid movies. Some inconceivable movie (laughs) movie debuts. Hey, look, that's your thing. Congratulations. I mean, yeah. Maggie Q? What about Maggie Q coming out of like uh, what she did with La Femme Nikita and then uh, in that uh, Mission Impossible movie? You have to have some Asian flair in there. Sure. There's got to be somebody else. <laughs> Michelle Yao? Well, uh, it just, Q always seems so, her character always seems so like centered. Yeah. Yeah. I never really find much to latch onto because it's such a neutral presence. Got you. Nice. Maybe you bet in this this you know mix. Yeah. What about Famke Jansen? She was uh, Jean Grey, right? She could be interesting, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff to play with. Man, we got a hell of a cast. What is this? I mean, where are we going to get this money, Matt? Well, we make the first one. We make our choices, and we already have the extension cast for two and three. Right. 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 We Who's be the bad. Who's the villain? Who do you make the villain in this one? Uh, who's a badass female villain? Yeah, but also, well, okay. I've only seen the first one. What are the what are the the consistent villains in two, three? Is there like a theme? Uh, two is Jean-Claude Van Damme, he's the villain. Okay. And then the third one, it's Mel Gibson. Which is he's fucking badass as the villain in that movie. Um Well, so. you know, he's it's kind of true to life at this point, unfortunately. <laughs> That's true. It's very true. It is. It's one of those, all the, the even more shit came out about him. It's just like, man. Yeah. Yeah. The one on the right. It's one of those, uh, I'm going to feel guilty whenever one of his movies makes this now. It's like, ah, oh, fuck, dude. This, this bigot. 
<laughs> this bigot. Yeah, well, I fucking love this movie. It's, you're so torn. You don't I want know. to so, but it's I'll be true. damned if it doesn't. It, it doesn't it, at this stage. Yeah, destroy my enjoyment of say Lethal Weapon. Yep, yep. Um, it's just unfortunate. It's very, very unfortunate. You could get Garner. Garner could be on your squad as well. I mean, um, what's your face? Just villain? No, no. What's your face? Just did just played a villain, and I was thinking about it in my head. I mean, Shirley's just played a villain, but there's no way she'd do yeah. this kind of movie. I mean, maybe, maybe. Yeah, you think maybe? Maybe. If you if you literally got Kate Blanchett on the other side, <laughs> oh, into Hamilton and like Sigourney Weaver, and it's a it's yeah. a cast of esteem, then yeah, I think you could get Shirley's. Well, maybe Hamilton plays the villain because she's such a badass. Maybe she's the villain there, like in yeah. charge of everything. She could be a fun villain. Uh, certainly in Terminator 2, man, she was like walking that line. So it could be yeah. fun to see you be part of that thing. You need some yeah. young blood too. But I, yeah. I, there's a lot, of, a lot of potential. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hopefully they do make it. That seems like a good Netflix movie. I agree. I agree. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, that's our uh, that's uh, this episode of Topic Thunder. Thank you all so much for sending in your questions and for being patrons of the Top Ten Show. Uh, Matt, what do we have to tell them? Well, so for the people that signed up for the new show, um, I know that in one episode previously, I believe it was uh, the you know a main show from a couple weeks ago. I said it was at the Laser Nipples tier. It's the Jim Strong tier and above, which is twenty and above. So if you signed up because you heard that. Uh, that was the one time it sparked you to go. And you're like, oh, that you signed up at that level. Just email us and we can rectify it going forward. There's only yeah. two, maybe three people that that should affect. Uh, but it was an error on my part. So if you uh, if you signed up at the Laser Nips, we will rectify that situation. But for those uh, that joined up, we are working on setting up schedules and doing all that. Like this drops basically around uh, July 4th. So yep. you know, John's going to be uh, enjoying the 4th, as am I. And we're building up to it. Hopefully we'll have those shows rolling out the last couple of weeks of uh, uh, the month. So, but you'll be getting an email trying to, you know, figure out everybody's schedule so we can start taping. And uh, thank you to everybody that supports us. We're looking forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's our version of Jeopardy. And uh, we hope you guys, everybody listening enjoys as much as uh, we're excited about it right now. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. Um, oh yeah, uh, everything Matt said. Uh, f- uh, follow Matt at Matt Nost. Follow me mm-hmm. at The Roca Says. Uh, and uh, we'll talk to you next time for another brand new episode of Topic Thunder.